0: Welcome home home to to the the Loving Consciously Consciously podcast. My name is Amanda.
1: And my name is Eric.
0: And if you are like us, nobody Nobody taught taught you how how to love.
1: love. We are best friends and life partners here to vulnerably and authentically share our seven-year journey to unconditional love.
0: Our mission is to help you learn how to love consciously in all of your relationships so we can journey together towards a more effective, intentional, and fulfilling way of giving and receiving love. Love Love Loving Consciously.
1: Together, we have overcome neurodivergence, mental health, addiction, pregnancy loss, infidelity, and grief. After six years, the lack of knowledge on how to heal or love each other through these challenges led to our separation.
0: After us both spiritually awakening and recommitting, we built our new conscious partnership founded on unconditional love and a commitment to personal growth.
1: Thank you for joining us as we put it all out there to show you the duality of our love's pain and beauty.
0: And remind you that you have both the capacity to love consciously and the power to always
1: always choose love. Welcome back to our third and final introduction episode. Last week, we left off with our separation and taking some time apart start leading us to the start of 2023, where we decided to go on this three-week, three-country trip that we already had planned together.
0: Yeah, and that trip was such a big turning point for not only us as individuals but our relationship we went to Belize Costa Rica and Jamaica and it really was just such an healing and authentic and vulnerable time for us
1: yeah it felt like we got to reset a little bit and both in setting and in our relationship and be present with one another in some of the most magical places we've ever visited.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the ultimate pattern interrupt. We had been doing the same things in the same places with the same people for years and the same patterns. And so going and going on this massive, you know, almost month-long trip and experiencing these things just really helped shake up our routine and get us focused on something else and working towards something else.
1: And this was really the start of us being open to change both within ourselves, but also in our relationship with our higher selves and with Source. Because after separating and taking that time apart to reset and better understand who we were bringing to the relationship, we were then able to kind of take time away from our daily tasks to really sit with who we had become over the last six years and start to work on who we wanted to be.
0: I think for me, it wasn't even so much about that. It was much more about really accepting and humbling myself to the work that I also needed to do, the part that I played, and really that I was going to have to completely let go of the images and resentments and, you know, way that you were portrayed in my mind, the way that my my ego had portrayed you in my mind. And it just was a really clear time for me of understanding that the entire relationship had to be reborn. Like if we were going to recommit to being together, the entire relationship needed to crumble. And you kind of had a really good analogy for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like... Having to completely destroy everything, remove all of the broken parts and pieces, and clear down to the foundation, and really to sit down and take a look at that, which the foundation of our relationship has always been the fact that we've been best friends. From the time that we met, we've been nonstop in our connection, and that deep, deep, deep friendship has carried us through our hardest times.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think we might have touched on it at some point, but last year, especially when we had that, you know, challenging person enter our lives and that situation and all of the dishonesty, we really lost our friendship. And this brings us into February of this year. We get back from this trip and we really just started to see this blossoming of our friendship. Like, absolutely romance and intimacy side like there were moments of that but that is not really what that month was about we just found the joy again I remember like playing Nintendo 64 with you for the first time in forever and um you know we had this like major snowstorm and we were actually trapped in our house for a couple days because the ice was so bad on the roads and you know sliding around on the ice and playing in the snow with you and it just really reminded me to my core how deeply you were my best friend and what level of friendship and connection we had on that kind of foundational level. And so that was what our original foundation was built on long before even the first traumas of everything with your parents and all the things we went through. And so it was kind of this rebuilding of our foundation with friendship again.
1: Working on that foundation of our friendship without the pressure of the relationship over it allowed us to separate the emotions that we were going through and even as they came up we were able to help support one another as we felt those trapped emotions from how we've interacted with each other in the past or who we became in that, re- that version of the relationship. And then being able to hold one another in that space was really beautiful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that leads us into March. And March was a really dynamic and challenging month for us. You know, we've got this big trip we go on, and we're really working on our friendship. And at this point, we're, you know, a couple months into almost entirely removing alcohol from our lives. We're not really going out anymore. We've, you know, detached from a lot of things. And so we've really got this really good momentum coming. And we start, you know, the month doing a lot of like higher vibe, healthier, fulfilling activities and being around healthier people. And I would kind of say, you know, in that definitely three month period of growth, but definitely kind of three of our challenging years, this was the highest point.
1: Absolutely. We had changed a lot of the people, places and things that we surrounded ourselves with and had some healthier habits about how we engaged with old friends and old environments. But for your birthday, I remember for your 30th birthday, we went out several nights. Um, And even though we only drank a little bit, the energy that we spent or engaged with in some of those old ways started recreating some of the old patterns. And we found that going out and numbing out just didn't feed our souls anymore
0: for me i didn't really know yet what my new life looked like like i knew my old life had died and you know needed to change and i talk a lot about this in my podcast but i just kind of did what i would have always done and found myself at multiple points throughout the weekend and after the weekend just being like this is not what i want i remember on the third night I didn't feel good because I had had, what, like two, maybe three drinks the night before, which was a lot for me, the most I'd had in months. And I just felt awful and energetically being out in, you know, out in bars and being around people who were drinking and it just really impacted me. And I remember that third night of my birthday weekend, Sunday night, driving home and being like, just crying, like sobbing on the way home and being like, I feel like everything from my old life is stripping away and I don't know what my new life looks like and I just don't like this stuff anymore like it was that accepting of this you know core part of our lives and these core people of our lives and these core places that we spent so much time at not resonating anymore and you know as I always say like having to grieve that and integrate that massive change and Kind of getting to the end of March, as we're kind of recovering from this, we had another trip where for my 30th, we went to New York and Iceland.
1: Yeah, the, these trips were absolutely fantastic. Um, we got to experience some dream that you've had since you were a child of visiting New York. And then this beautiful and unique country that pushed us to our limits. To be frank, we got to enjoy some pretty majestic experiences and we also started to, on these trips, begin to understand and experience that our paths both as individuals and in our relationship started to look different.
0: Yeah, this trip is when this whole we don't give up kind of formed and I can be honest and vulnerable that the Iceland trip was really challenging for me I was working really hard to overcome a lot of my fears and discomforts and one of my biggest ones like top core three was being cold and just cold in general and so being in you know this cold environment and there were so many moments you know hiking in the icelandic mountains and you know hiking to a glacier in like negative something arctic winds uh, you know on the verge of a snowstorm and there just were so many moments I wanted to give up and you kind of really took the mask role for that trip and really pushed us forward. And there was this moment that we were like huddled into each other. The wind is blowing so strong that you're having to like help me walk because it's actually knocking us over. And we have this like two mile, mile to two mile, I don't even know how long it was, it felt like eternity walk from the car to the glacier, like an actual glacier and it's freezing the winds are coming off of like from you know the north pole area down iceland over this glacier and just smacking us in the face i couldn't feel anything until like the depths of my soul and my bone marrow i was so cold and you just held me and we sat in it for a minute and you were like come on we don't give up
1: yeah that was god that was an experience and being able to push through that together because it it went both ways. I mean, with my mask and stepping into that and holding you and pushing you when you wanted to give up, there were times along that journey where I was doubting myself as well. And you would hunker down and keep on going. You know, having to rely on one another and support one another through this challenging time really resonated with where we were at in our relationship as well and how we've really embraced the storm and pushed through it and that motto of we don't give up has kept us through some dark times
0: yeah another really big thing that came from this iceland trip was our last night as we're seeing this glacier and on this ultimate high because we've just survived this and made it and you know we're driving and we get caught in a snowstorm We had had, you know, six, seven days of perfect immaculate sunny weather and foolishly did not respect Mother Nature, did not respect Mother Iceland, and did not check the forecast. And so we drove, you know, several hours from Reykjavík, where our hotel was, to go see this glacier and then had to drive back. And just at the start of our drive, we get caught in this really, really, really horrific storm.
1: Yeah, and this storm was something that I can't even begin to describe. But the lessons learned, looking back, we are so grateful because having had this experience, we know for a fact that the universe has us, has our backs, and has been at our backs through every difficult time that we've endured. And from trusting our intuition and facing this difficult experience we've learned that we can overcome anything together if we can overcome some probably the most dangerous night of our life and where we we genuinely didn't know where we were going we couldn't see more than a foot in front of us
0: yeah and a really really deep respect for the fragility and blessing that life is and probably had one of the most intimate and beautiful moments where, you know, on that trip we hiked up into the mountains really early in the morning, it was so cold and the mountains were so steep, there's no rail and you're just like two feet of walkway looking down and I hated hiking at that point. So this was just pushed us so far, we made it, we didn't give up, we get to the end and there's this gorgeous geothermal river that's like a hot tub nobody's there and we got to share a really intimate soak in that together and so it was a really big turning point and coming into April you know we are we are back we had that little hump uh, over my birthday weekend and we have this beautiful trip and we are reaffirmed and re- you know recommitted to our spiritual path and our conscious relationship and all the things that come with that and so we started to embody our most authentic selves And the entire months of April, May, and most of June, this three-month period, is just ecstasy. We are so happy. We are so healthy. We are so committed to our paths. And nothing is perfect. You know, conscious relationships are not easy. And we'll get into that in the next episode. But we really, truly just both started to be our highest selves most of the time.
1: (laughs) Yes, most of the time. This started a time period of some really deep inner work and focusing inward towards our life, mind, body, spirit, and soul, because we had kind of cut out a lot of the things that were no longer serving us. We had space for new things. And so this was a time period where we were just jumping in left and right to new ideas, new topics, new ways of speaking to one another, new ways of thinking from joining a spiritual academy to uh, changing from Netflix to Gaia and making subtle changes in the content that we were putting into our minds as well as the content we were putting into our bodies.
0: And our souls. And, you know, we started to think about, it's kind of, I think, people in the spiritual community may kind of giggle a little because we all kind of go through this phase I feel like but you know we started to think about the water we were putting into our bodies the air we were breathing you know the we'd already had a super healthy diet after our pregnancy so that always stuck with us but we just really started to treat our bodies and our minds as holy and be really conscious about what we were doing and what clients we were taking on on your business at the time and It was just this really expansive time of purifying mind, body, and soul. Which leads us into May. And this is our second of three, just kind of like blissful divine months. We really reclused this month. It started to get deep. The inner work and the spiritual work and the intimacy in our relationship and addressing some of those really painful things to look at. We spent a lot of time in nature. We just got deeper on our health journey And that whole month was very quiet. I was looking back at my camera roll and there's like no photos the whole month other than nature. And that leads up to the end of May where we went on our third trip, which was going to Idaho.
1: Yeah, and I would say Idaho up to today has been kind of the peak and most blissful state for us. Because for that entire trip, we were our highest and authentic selves and completely in our true nature, alignment and connection with one another. We were doing our morning routine every day, religiously. We had an evening meditation routine that we were also doing, and we were just taking time to be present with one another and love the new us, that foundation that we rebuilt started to turn into the shell of a house at this point i would say
0: such a beautiful analogy it did we definitely put up all the what are those called all the boards and it was really starting to be like okay yeah this is like gonna be a really beautiful house when we get there and we wrapped up that beautiful week of being with some really close friends and just straight in nature like majestic nature places idaho's really beautiful Going base jumping, and I feel like at this point, if any of our friends and family are listening to this, they're probably so tired of hearing about this. But this was profound because we like to do well, I like to do extreme things, and you kind of keep up with my wild spirit. And you know, one of my biggest fears this starting this year off was heights and it's something I really committed to working on and so you know we had paraglided over the Costa Rican jungle which was pretty intense but you know you walk off the cliff with the parachute and you're kind of sitting and it's kind of calm and so while that was very extreme and you know we're very high up in the in the air um, base jumping you kind of walk off a bridge and do not have an open parachute and so it for me was just transcendence like full ego death I just it was like being in heaven on earth and just being completely healed and raised consciousness and it was just a really incredible time
1: base jumping was the ultimate test of faith you know jumping off that bridge and having the having to let go of the fear and say I am entrusting my life to God source and trust myself that if anything were to happen, I am in alignment and I am at peace with my life. It was a beautiful lesson that I am grateful to have learned.
0: Yeah, I'm getting emotional and kind of chills and racy heart and all the things thinking about that moment, but I remember walking up to the bridge, and just to be clear with y'all, this is not just any bridge. This is the Perrine Bridge. It's the eighth tallest bridge in the U.S., and it's one of arguably the best base jumping location in the world. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and it's something that mere hundreds, I don't even think they're to thousands yet, and if they are, it's only like a few thousand of people in the world have done. And so... It's the ultimate. It's the most extreme thing you can do and it's one of the more extreme places you can do it. And I remember walking and having this one ego moment of my ego being like, you're gonna die. And I just remember my highest, most healed loving self meeting that with love and saying, you know what, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with who I am and where I'm at. I trust the universe implicitly and I trust myself implicitly and I do not subscribe to fear. So could something bad happen? Sure. If I rob myself of this experience by identifying with the fear, I just stay entrapped in the same cycles that we had been living in. I will say it was much harder watching you jump than it was actually jumping.
1: Yeah, I agree. Watching you jump off my heart probably stopped a couple of times. From that, we learned to really overcome our fear because both of us had a, had a fear of heights. And you know, while Iceland was great overcoming cold, kind of level 1 of pushing past our boundaries, this shattered that. And with that overcoming of fear, we realized coming home that there was nothing to be afraid of anymore we kind of stepped into our highest and most authentic selves and were ready to share that with the world and live in our truth. So when we came back, it was the start of June and it was the third month of kind of our bliss state, if you will. We were continuing to do things like Reiki and tree Reiki and acupuncture, incorporating new and healthy things into our lives and working on ourselves to the point where We kind of shed that last blockage that we were holding on to, which was being authentic about our ethical non-monogamy journey.
0: Yeah, that was definitely the last authenticity integration for us, and it was something that we had talked about for years and dreamed about and lived in so much fear and shame around. and as we started to really remove these blockages in our chakras and get deep into our spiritual academy and get deep into our intimate relationship, we knew that this day had to come and we felt like this was the aligned time. And so we had been, you know, for at this point three and a half, almost four years living double lives. We'd had two social media accounts. We lived two completely different lives that, you know, a lot of people back home didn't know about. And so it was kind of just this video that we said, hey, here's this thing. You know, we we weren't authentic and we're going to be authentic now. And this is who we are to our core. Like we are both very polyamorous and we both have a lot of love to give and just don't conform to those standard, you know, monogamous roles. And that's okay. And we respect and, you know, appreciate that for other people. For us, that journey was you know, challenging of course and in the end in our dark years brought out a lot of trauma but when it wasn't that, it was a beautiful journey. We had two beautiful relationships, one with another couple that we loved and love immensely and always will and that was a beautiful friendship and partnership and they were a family and then our girlfriend that we had dated off and on, well, let's be honest, it has been off and on for a couple of years. But, um, you know, that dynamic of the three of us and just this like power triad, if you will, was a really high point in our lives as well. And, you know, we just have a lot of a lot of love to give. And so coming out to our families, especially, you know, some really religious family and family that we hadn't talked to in a really long time, just putting that out into the Internet was this ultimate bearing of our full authentic unblocked throat chakra truth and it was liberating and freeing
1: and that brought us to beyond it's a music festival up at the gorge amphitheater and we were excited because music festivals are our happy place that's where we go and connect and we have a great connection we also have a great connection at with source at Uh, Music festivals and just being in the crowd and sharing in the loving energy and we went to beyond this year We had a great experience up until the mass shooting that happened this year.
0: I just want to say because I think when I initially Processed through a lot of this stuff. I didn't view it from my highest truth and looking back on that time like that first day of camping and then the first day of the music festival So it was the first like two days were really awesome. Like we were so aligned. It was just a really beautiful time. You know, the universe gave us this beautiful double rainbow and we were just so giddy and aligned and happy. And then, you know, the shooting happens and it was in the camp and I talk a lot about that in my podcast. I don't want to spend too much of our time here going into the details of what happened, but in essence, when it happened, there was really poor communication. They put out an alert that there was an active shooter at the Gorge Amphitheater, not the campgrounds, and, you know, we had people calling and texting and panicking and had no idea what was going on. So there was this couple minutes where, you know, we really believed that we were involved in that situation, and again, we're just reminded the universe has us, how fragile and precious life is and you know how important it is to commit to this spiritual path and commit to this conscious partnership and this conscious relationship and so it was it was a really duality based weekend you know we had these really beautiful moments and then this kind of challenging thing and it obviously got canceled and we came home
1: and then in this time coming back from the music festival and being present with ourselves knowing that our energy needed to be put into healing and recovering from this experience, we went to nature, which is really where some of our most healing moments have been is getting out, having that connection with earth, having that connection with source and with each other and our dogs. During this camping trip, we sat down and kind of started to build the framework of what a a conscious relationship meant for us. And I'd say up around this point, we had, Maybe the drywall on the walls coming up on the house. Again, building that framework. This was kind of one of those critical decision points here where you had made substantial growth. We were building this new, beautiful house and this relationship. And I had the opportunity to be honest about some of the dishonesties around my relapses. I was so caught up in the happiness and the joy and the love that... I identified with fear at this time, and I chose to bury those and put those away, which then came back to be resurfaced and worked on.
0: And it's really interesting, you know, I definitely, we cannot speak for God or the universe, but we are starting to notice a pattern in our lives where when one of us is doing that, this massive kind of event or sobering thing brings us back to reality. And it's usually clear who it's a message for, but... Yeah, you know, we come back from this camping trip and I definitely knew on the camping trip something was off. Like, I always know when something is off because when we have these really vulnerable and intimate moments, when you start shying away from those, it usually means there's something between us. It means you're in some way identifying with your ego, which means you're in some way in fear or shame, usually most of the time because you're being dishonest. And so I knew that. And again. I chose the same pattern, right? This is that duality. There is no good guy, bad guy. Like I really kind of just chose to ride this wave of things have been so good for so long and we're like literally there. Like we are both 100% fully committed to this relationship. We are both back in. We are, you know, conscious partners and I didn't want to rock that either. And so there was a little step back in kind of my denial and not wanting to You know speak my truth and pull out your truth and that's okay because growth isn't linear and nothing is nothing is perfect right like it's it's all divine and happens how it was meant to and so we come back from this camping trip and leading into july at the very beginning of july we have this really terrifying incident driving to the oregon country fair and I just remember, you know, I'll let you kind of go into your side of it, but I remember like the way that you were behaving in that moment and the way that you were pushing through and identifying with your ego was a massive red flag warning sign, warning bells going off in my head of like, okay, that thing that I felt and I thought at the camping trip wasn't all in my head because here's this behavior again. And The gratitude, looking back, of that scary situation is that, for me, it brought to the surface, speak your truth, listen to your intuition, hold your partner accountable, don't avoid conflict, hold yourself accountable. And it was the first opportunity for both of us in this conscious relationship, after months and months and months of beauty, to face some tough stuff.
1: Absolutely. And that was 100% a lesson for me. Not speaking my truth, I absolutely identified with my ego and started to live in that fear shame bubble that is typical of my pattern and so when the the car started acting up we started having issues with it I started to deny that as I would deny my own dishonesties and some of those negative energies and patterns that I have one of my biggest coping mechanisms with that is to deny it and believe that my actions won't impact yours. You know, my journey is my journey, and your journey is yours, and you're safe from my negative energy. But that's not the case in a conscious relationship. When you're unioned together in spirituality, in the presence of God, for growth, your energies are tied with one another. If one person is acting out of alignment, that's going to resonate with the other person. And so that is something that I had to learn through this experience and look back and I'm gratefully reminded by God to live in truth.
0: Yeah, and, you know, super grateful for that experience looking back and coming from that day, we had kind of our first argument, if you will, and it was really just me pushing and being like, something's not right here and literally waking up the next day and being like, We almost died yesterday in this really scary and terrifying incident and you did not behave in a way, you know, that is in alignment with your highest self and there's something there and I'm not going to allow you to tell me you're crazy. I had had a dream the night before and God basically showed me in my dream or my higher self showed me in my dream that you know you were being dishonest and i woke up knowing it and knowing that i was going to trust my intuition and push and push hard and i don't think i really even had to push very hard because i think the universe was also working through you but you know you came clean about those dishonesties and it was a challenging time but we were able to bounce back from that pretty quickly in comparison to you know previous incidents and this was one where you know i didn't go into the anger and i didn't go into the reactivity and We lead into the end of July of just like going into our first Pride together because you came out last year, and it was just this kind of, and it was this magical moment for us of having this love and being in this place of love and being our authentic selves and having overcome this kind of challenging time of dishonesty.
1: Yeah, this was again going back to the root and going back to our inner child and our most authentic selves and recreating that friendship. Something that has carried us through some of our more difficult times is, you know, when our romantic relationship can be strained by working through some of the difficult and challenging emotions or topics that need to be worked through to be released. Sticking to our friendship has always carried us through because at the end of the day, you are my best friend
0: hey, thanks. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, this is where we really start to see this kind of wave. And you can't see me doing my hand, but I'm literally going up and down kind of like a wave or a heartbeat. But we have these, you know, high moments and then kind of this dip down and these high moments and that's growth, right? Two steps forward, one steps back is kind of what they say. But we really were making massive strides forward, both, you know, individually and together. And coming into August, we go on a trip to San Diego, really last minute. We had airline miles that we had like a few weeks to use and that's where we did our honeymoon back when we couldn't afford to really do anything. And so we decided to go as, you know, our highest selves and had some friends there we were meeting. That trip, the entire trip, we just lived in alignment and trusted the universe and it brought such an incredible divine time and talking about, you know, our soul's purpose and talking about the passion around loving consciously and conscious relationships and teaching people what that means and how to do this and and how to overcome stuff so that you can live in true and authentic states of bliss where, you know, conflict and suffering and struggle and all the things that listed off in our intro don't have to be a part of your story It was during that trip, you know, you had started a practice, I'll let you explain it a little bit if you want, but you had started a practice of doing honesty meditations and basically going into a state of asking, you know, God, the universe source to bring up anything from the past that needed to be brought up and that was really tough because, you know, we both asked for that. We didn't plan on that coming up during this trip, you know, some things did come up and in the middle of our trip, you came clean about a, you know, something really hurtful from way in the past, like, way before our separation. I chose love and, like, didn't react at all and, you know, thank you for telling me and we kind of went about our stuff and so we came home from that trip to San Diego and we're just really starting to be like, oh, shit, maybe we've got this figured out. Like, this is working.
1: Yeah, and I remember with San Diego, we were living in such alignment and whenever we were, the universe would just provide the most magical experiences for us and the more we lived in alignment i could also see kind of some of the negative energies popping up and trying to take our attention and our energy away and we stayed in the light
0: most of the time
1: yes most of the time which leads us to celebrating our seven-year anniversary
0: and right after our anniversary a couple days after we had already had tickets to our other music festival we always go to. And there was some internal conflict for me and I was not fully authentic and honest about that. If I'm really honest with myself, I didn't really want to go. I was ready to let go of that part of my life. And, you know, we were just at a place of, you know, at this point, I think we're kind of getting the paint and had realized while painting that the drywall still had some patches that needed to be repaired and so, I kind of knew somewhere deep down it wasn't probably the best decision, but we went. For me specifically, that was just a very, very stark reminder of not wanting to be in that environment anymore, of how precious my energy is, of how deeply I respect plant medicine and seeing people, tens of thousands of people, intoxicated and you know, um, in an altered state of consciousness in a party in escapism way was not an environment I wanted to be in. Plus, the wildfire smoke, the air quality was horrific, and it really, really bothered me. My body did not like it, and it just was, to be honest, like a really unpleasant week. We were there for six days. It was a heat wave, you know, triple-digit temps, and it was miserable for me.
1: Yeah, and this music festival also presented a lot of triggers from our old life, at least for me that I hadn't really been faced with up until that point on our journey through healing. And this weekend, I was another turning point where I chose escapism. I chose to not be a present partner with you that weekend. And I relapsed, which offered an opportunity to again visit these old patterns and understand and understand at this point that there is no fulfillment from that road, that these patterns can be let go of and can die off because the authentic and loving connection that I'm craving and, and yearning for in my heart can only be filled in the light. And the interesting thing about this relapse in particular is that it was a partial relapse. And you know, beginning that process and escaping through that energy of lust and kind of these old patterns that were my comfort zone, I knew that I was kind of at a crossroads. This was one of those defining moments in your life where you sit there and you say, I understand the outcomes of both options. This is a fork in the road, the dark and the light path, where if I go through with this, I am choosing this pattern for the next seven years. I am choosing this for my life. Whereas if I choose love and light and conscious connection, which was the foundation of what we were building our relationship on, what we are building our relationship on, that would be the pattern moving forward.
0: It was a tough week. And it's interesting, you know, when you are kind of living in this spiritual path, time, time doesn't really seem to exist anymore. Like, we've had time periods where a month seems like a year and, you know, a day seems like an hour. And we're currently in one of those phases where, you know, we're so deep in it and living in alignment, that time is going really slow. And so as we were sitting here to kind of tell the story, we looked on our calendar and we were like, oh my gosh, this thing that feels like it was two months ago was, you know, a few weeks ago. And so being authentic about my part in this, I did not react well to this and you know to be fully transparent here you were not honest with me about that the day that it happened it actually took almost a week for you to be honest with me about that and we had had a really intimate moment in between that time where the time for honesty was there and you know fear was chosen and we you know understand why and I understand that now, but in that moment of finding out about this thing that had happened, and it wasn't even what had happened, it was the way that it happened, and that it happened, you know, at a time that was really tough for me, and that it was dishon- you were dishonest about it after the fact, like that really was what struck me, because I had really believed that we were over these patterns, and so I did not react well. I guess I had what I would call a pseudo-relapse of anger, and went back into that reactivity and went back into that anger and while it was significantly less intense than, you know, a year ago maybe, um, it really took a toll on me. This entire experience took a toll on me. You know, your stuff, my stuff, our stuff, the, the festival stuff and these last two weeks have just been Looking inward, healing, recentering, getting back on the diet, getting back to the gym, getting back to the healthy things. And, you know, we're vulnerably sharing this. And, you know, we're just about up to September, so we'll wrap it up here soon. But we're vulnerably sharing this because it's really important that you all understand and see that. This is what a conscious relationship is and that's what our next episode is going to be. We're going to introduce conscious relationships and loving consciously and what we're trying to do here and what you can expect to learn here. This is what a conscious relationship is. It's holding your partner accountable, putting your growth first, it's putting... That above, you know, even the relationship. Like the most important thing is working on yourself and it's allowing your partner the space to stumble and allowing your partner the space to grow. And when they do stumble, not holding that against them. And in really essence, and the entire core of this business is, you know, in this podcast is just choosing love, choosing it from a conscious place. While it's been really difficult to come back from that, and it's taken us time to kind of get our energy back and, figure out you know what works for us and how we're going to come out on the other side of this and I'm really grateful for the experience and have such a deeper appreciation now for the partnership that we have and the fact that we've gone from a year ago of being horrifically you know awful to each other and all of these behaviors being at a you know 8, 9, 10 out of 10 every day to months And months straight of, you know, bliss and love and intimacy in ways we've never experienced before. Yes, some stumbles, but they're kind of like speed bumps rather than massive mountains. And instead of, you know, massive mountains constantly 24-7, it's now like an occasional speed bump every couple months.
1: Yeah, and remember, grow slow. Growth is not a linear process. Growth is not a defined process everybody's growth looks differently, whether that be on ourselves or that be on our relationships. One thing that has always sat with me is that through this growth and through these speed bumps, unconditional love has been met on both of our ends. And that creating that space of safety and love has really done wonders for healing our inner child because it allows us the opportunity that many of us never had growing up or in past relationships of being able to make a mistake and then being loved and supported by your partner and accepted as who you are so that you can grow and then encouraging your partner to grow.
0: Yeah and it kind of leads up to you know this most recent experience that was profound was we were struggling to like find our groove and it had just kind of boiled up and you know calmly I was like I just I don't want to go back to this place I don't I don't live here anymore I don't choose this reality for us and so we both walked away from that conversation went and meditated which is proving to be a profoundly impactful decision and skill for us but we came back from that and both were back to that high embodied self and that hadn't happened for several weeks and so coming back to that you know I'll never forget that moment you told me I trust you and I told you I love you because fear and shame is your thing, right? Not trusting me and anger is my thing. Shutting down from the love and closing off to the love. And so we both just came in this terrifying moment. We chose love. We chose this partnership and that is to me ultimately what a loving partnership is and what a conscious partnership is.
1: Absolutely. We came together in love. That has brought us to our next adventure and the start of this new month of September, we have made the bold decision to release all of our attachments, finally change our people, places, and things, and do something that we've been talking about for the better part of three years, and sell our house, move into an RV with our four pups, and drive around the country exploring the beauty of the US, reconnecting with nature, diving into our inner work so that we can be our most authentic, highest, and loving selves.
0: And not even just diving into our inner work, but diving into our service work, diving into our paths and our soul's calling, you know, this these podcasts and my life coaching and your Reiki and all of these things that we, you know, have callings for and have gifts for and how can we transmute that and share that to other people and is something we've talked about and shopped around and almost done a couple of times and just kind of really came from a difficult day and me you know as always kind of pushing you a little outside your comfort zone and being like you know what I want to do this thing and I'm ready to sell the house and I'm ready to let go and We're just on this journey right now of, you know, selling 90% of our possessions and letting go of, you know, attachments of our past and our relationships because we're so much more than material things and this life of simplicity and minimalism and nature and going out and exploring the world while we figure out where we want to land and where we want to buy land to build our sanctuary is um, just, I feel so grateful for the opportunity to have that and We are metaphorically and literally at the final phase of rebuilding this house. I feel like we are now decorating. We are renovating this RV. We are changing it to be our home and making modifications and taking every little detail from the fixtures to the lights to the storage to the appliances of like what serves our highest life and what aligns with us and then going through our three-story 2200 square foot home and having to condensed down to an RV so it's really just been such a magical time and I'm watching us decorate the home the walls have been painted and now we get to do the fun stuff of clearing out that last baggage and clearing out those last attachments and when we sell this house and leave Portland for the time being it will be this ultimate moment of our old lives being done of stepping into the new reality and the timeline jump, if you will, and the reality that we are creating together of our new lives.
1: It's exciting times. We are kind of at the end of a phase and the beginning of a new phase. These last seven years have been a beautifully intense cycle of love and lessons. And now we get to step into what the universe has in store for us. Thank you so much for being part of these first three introduction episodes, as we have covered our life kind of up to this point, shared with you our love and our struggles. And moving forward, we're going to be getting into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. And each episode is going to be A topic that we use to help teach you how to love consciously in all of your relationships.
0: The whole premise of this is showing you you know what all we've overcome and what we've learned along the way and we've got incredible episodes planned for you all and just to kind of give you all a sneak peek we can kind of read off some of our episode titles reflecting love loving through addiction inquiring with love equality with love loving both realities loving language and so as you can see each episode will have a specific topic and we will apply that topic to conscious high vibe intentional things that you can do again in all of your relationships not just romantic to have more love in your life. So go tell somebody you love them and we will see you next week.